let's roll. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm excited. Trilisa, your profile picture looks amazing. Good to see all of you, Jason, everybody. It is just always a great time to be in the house of the Lord. No, I'm just joking. This is always a good time to be with all of you and have some good fun. Keep the chat blowing up. I'm going to throw around, throw away great resources, and all of you will be happy nonetheless. My name is Antonio T. Smith Jr., which you already know that. Let's get started. I want to talk about how businesses fail. Lots of information. I'm not just going to talk about that. Towards the end, I'm also going to tell you why CEOs fail. I'm going to talk about why businesses fail. I'm going to give you seven additional factors of why businesses fail. And then I'm going to give to you why CEOs fail. Some of your businesses are only good as your egos. You should already be writing down. Some of your businesses are only good as your egos. Ladies and gentlemen, as much as you are amazing, as much as we love you, as much as you are great, you're also holding your business back. Okay, let's see if we can get started with a little bit of that. Probably, let's see if I can start in some sort of sequential order that makes sense. We all know that 90% of businesses fail within the first year, and then of the 10% left, about another 50% of them will fail in the next two to five years. I've been fortunate enough to be in business since 1997. I've been through many of recessions, many of eating noodles and having canned goods and eating Vienna sausages just to get by in business. Can I get an entrepreneur to agree with that? And all this stuff ain't all steaks, medium rare, and you know, wine and bubble baths. You will have some hard times. And the highest rate of business, the highest rate of businesses, Failure is among the the top of the charts. People are failing at businesses over and over and over and over and over and over again. Why? Most of you are starting businesses, write this down, and no one wants your product. Yes, I wish I had some sound effects. Doom, 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 doom. You're starting businesses and no one wants your product. There's nothing worse than spending 10 months working on a business. Then you go out there and you spend all your money and your life savings. And then you jump out there and you expect people to buy from you. And even your family won't buy it from you. Nothing worse. So you didn't go out there and examine the market. You said, I got this great idea and you launched it. All great ideas are not great ideas for the market. Can I give you a few examples? How many of you love the iPad or Samsung's equivalent or any tablet now, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody. Do you remember when they first did it? It was the Palm Pilot. Aha, that's right. Remember the Palm Pilot? Everybody hated that. Everybody hated it. Everybody hated the Palm Pilot. You know why? It was a product ahead of its time. I don't want to write on my computer. What happens if I drop it? What happens if it gets dirty? I don't want to write on my computer. We weren't ready for that. It was ahead of its time. Is that making sense to anyone? Everybody processing this information. If you do pool market research and have an unrealistic plan, your business will fail. If you do pool market research and have an unrealistic plan, your business will fail. 
If you do poor market research and have an unrealistic plan, your business will fail. Here's another reason why businesses will fail, competitor responses. Remember the iPhone came out, it wowed the world. Even if you're all team Samsung right now, it doesn't matter. When the iPhone came out, there was nothing like it. It just was not. This is historicity. Samsung just lost a lawsuit last year, finally, about the whole iPhone, stealing from the iPhone. That just happened. Just Google it. That actually just happened, okay? The iPhone was first. That was the first touchscreen phone? No. Was it the first phone that allows you to operate the whole thing with your thumb with no buttons on it whatsoever that was also a smart computer? Yes. Now, when that happened, had Apple not already been Apple computers, the, what was the competitor's response to Apple? Someone tell me. Someone unmute your microphone. And some, some smart person tell me, what was the competitor's response to Apple? Identify me the competitor. Don't all be boring now. Identify me the competitor. I just said it. Samsung. Samsung, right? And what was their response? They came out with. Uh, yeah, they said, you got me messed up. Let me buy your iPhone, reverse engineer it, make it look exactly like it, and you won't be making this money on your own. That's exactly what happens, ladies and gentlemen. And some of you are going to have an idea, and your competitor is going to re re engineer your idea. I'm trying to make sense in here. And if you don't have a business model that can sustain that, if you don't add enough resources to people that can sustain that, you're going to be gone. Did you know that in my area, there were no personal development and training companies? Not one. Not one. I can think of five now. I'm serious. I, I'm, I'm dead serious. I can think of five now. But my business model can sustain my competitor's response. All right. Let's recap real quick because this competitor's response is important. Your businesses are failing because of your egos. Not always, but a lot of that. Everybody write that down. That was the first thing I said. Now, businesses are failing because people don't want your product. They're failing because your ego's in a the way. They're failing because they don't want your product. And then they're failing because your product is not, the market's not ready for your product. I'm telling y'all, this is, this is top class information. Just because you have a good idea does not mean the market is ready for it. It doesn't mean the market is ready for it. I want to make the ATS Business University, I want to make it virtual reality. Did anybody hear me? Yes. I am going to make the ATS Business University operate in virtual reality. I am. You're going to be able to put on some goggles or something, go into some machine, and then you're going to be able to interact with the classes physically in virtual reality world. Everybody got that? If I came out with it now, it would fail. Right. How many of you right now know someone next door that uses VR? Virtual reality. You see? You see? You see that? I promise you, in 10 years, it's going to take over the whole world. Just not ready yet. Do you see how you can have a good idea? How cool would it be for you to step into your app and then you step into ATS business world? 
instead of me sharing your screen, you're on my screen moving things and you control it. How cool would it be to fast forward me in real time to the section you needed while I'm still talking and then go back to real time to get up on it? How cool would it be to spread and open up my customer acquisition and go down some stuff? It would be really cool to do that. You're not ready for it. The market's not ready for it. Do you understand? You can have a good idea. You can have a really good idea and not be ready for it. So remember that. There's no demand for your business and your business was like the Palm Pilot. The Palm Pilot was actually a great piece of technology. It was. It was a dynamic piece of technology. The market just wasn't ready for it. It just wasn't. Well, I gotta, I gotta walk around with this pencil? What if I lose it? So when Steve Jobs came up with the iPhone, you didn't need the pencil no more. People were amazed that you didn't need a stylus to operate this device. Everybody got me? Mm-hmm. All right, outstanding. I'm glad you understand. So this is a great recap of what I'm doing. I'm, ta- I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it again so you can understand what I just said. And the reason I'm backing up is because I need you to get competitors' response. I need you to get that. The first thing I said was your business is a failure because of your ego. Your ego is telling you all sorts of stuff. You can't do it. You can do it. You overestimate yourself and you underestimate your team. Your ego makes you think, you know what, I got to go better than it. Just all sorts of stuff. I won't even go into that. Most companies fail because of business, the CEO's ego. This is why most investors like me won't invest in single person owned companies. You need checks and balances. Okay. Even the sun has a checks and balance. It's called the moon. You need checks and balances. Okay. Then after I told you that, I said, you know what? The truth is, ladies and gentlemen, some of you out there are out there right now developing products that the market is not ready for. It's just not ready for. And I used Palm Pilot as that. And then I said, forget the market's not ready for it. They just don't want your product. How many of you right now started a business, it failed, and the truth is those people didn't want your product? You blame them. Oh, yeah, stupid. You don't know what. But the truth is they don't want your product because it was another product that they can use that was cheaper, faster, and had more brand trust. Mm-hmm. Everybody follow me? Mm-hmm. All right, outstanding. Now, the other thing I said was, another reason why your business failed, because poor market research and unrealistic plans. You haven't even researched the market. Some of you right now, the only research you have done in your market is in your head about what you want to do. You haven't polled anyone to see what they want. All of you right now, all of you right now should go out. Who, who Who's taking, are you taking notes like you normally do? Yeah, I'm putting it on the line. You put it on line. Take, take notes like you normally do, like a plan better phone call. Because I, I, I want this to be, uh, yeah, take notes. You 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 know taking a day. You got that. Now, I need you all to understand this here. And please understand this very much. Some of you are only researching how you feel and you're not researching how your customer or potential customer feels about this product. I want all of you to do some introspection. You don't have to say it out loud. You don't need to put it in the chat. You don't need to admit this, but I just want you to do some introspection. Ask yourself, how many people have I asked about my product? What's happening, Diana? Hey, okay. 
So magic mind, how, how are you? Because for me, let me tell you, I'm, I'm more focused than I've ever been without having to have the like 10, 20 cups of coffee in the morning. I'm exaggerating just a little bit, but you know how much I drink coffee in the morning. Well, I haven't been drinking that much and I'm, I feel more focused with more energy. I don't get like tired in the middle of the day. It, it helps me. Well, you tell me, how has my, how has, how has my, it, it, it's, 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 it's been fantastic. I, 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 know, I know you can get excited. So you're obviously excited. It's been fantastic. The taste caught me by surprise. It, it tastes good. We knew that already. It tastes oh, but I'm going to tell you what I did. And hopefully anybody listening, don't do this. I actually mixed it with coffee. I don't suggest doing that. All right. I don't suggest doing that because I drink black coffee and I drink black coffee strong. Uh, strongly and magic mind is a very strong citrus citrusy taste so i had two drinks that replace each other <laughs> point is you probably don't need coffee anymore y'all if you're drinking magic mind this is just me talking you probably don't need coffee anymore it does everything coffee does maybe you can use coffee later on in the day to stabilize the focus high that's what i'm going to call it so you know oh, focus high focus I'm gonna, yeah high. Yes. it does give you a focus high yeah i like it right you're high off focus and you're zoned in and stuff so the, the focus high that you would be experiencing i believe that it replaces coffee that's me that's my assessment i am not a doctor i am a dude with taste buds you hear me <laughs> and and a dude with focus brain so that's that's how I process it. What about you? Well, for me, I love it cold. So I chilled mine and I made sure I shook it really well. But I love the taste because you can taste that it's natural. You can it it, it doesn't taste artificial. It tastes l- like it has all the natural ingredients to it. But I like mine cold. I don't mix it with anything. I just drink it straight. And then I just keep me a bottle of water or my favorite cup of water next to me throughout the day. And I'm just drinking water throughout the day. Yeah, yeah 100%. 100% for sure, for sure. It's it's amazing. It is yeah. not an energy drink. It's far more yeah. than an energy drink. Far more. It gives you long-term boost. Um, your mind, long, long-term boost in your mind condition. Uh, stress maintenance. It's just freaking awesome. I don't yeah. even know enough of uh, how to sell this to you because I don't <laughs> think it needs to be sold, right? I just I don't I don't think it needs it to be needs sold to be at all. Tried. Right. It, 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 listen, energy drinks don't boost your energy; they simulate energy. Magic Mind genuinely boosts the natural energy in you, and they're not telling me to say this. I'm I'm telling you what it is, right? Increase your focus, gives you boost of memory, boost your mood, because it's got the turmeric in there. So I'm, I'm always in a good mood. So I'm in a super mood when I'm on it. Decrease, decreases stress, decreases inflammation, has a bunch of good stuff in it that I don't even know what to do. I just know that it heals me and stuff like that, right? If I got something going on, of course, it's a, it's a strong support of a bunch of vitamins and stuff. So I highly recommend it. And let me just recommend it. I drink it. I like it. I don't suggest mixing 
you know, it with coffee. Maybe you could put it with some vodka, but I'm not sure if they want me to say that. So mm-hmm. I'll just keep it real. And I'm not telling y'all to put it in vodka. I'm just telling you <laughs> I'm going to try it. You try to try it. Well, I mean, being vodka is, is a depressant. It probably would have the antithetical effect of what Magic Mind would be trying to do to me. So there you go. Awesome. I, but I, I'm grateful for the opportunity to have tried uh, Magic Mind to be able to tell the audience about it because we kill ourselves with this caffeine on a regular basis thinking it's okay for our body. But in all honesty, it slowly breaks your body down on a regular basis, especially when you drink it every single day. You just have to have those four cups of coffee in the morning. And I love it because it diminished how much I drink coffee. I have better focus than I would if I was drinking coffee. It tastes great versus black coffee. <laughs> no, real talk. And plus, we was drinking it. And then Grace, which is a third of uh, someone else in the office, felt left out. And then she took a half hour. Oh, she mind. did. She right. Did. So that's that's even cool, too. Right. So I guess Magic Mind is so cool. Right. Magic Mind is so cool. Your friend would take half of it. There you go. <laughs> awesome. There you go. Well, that's it. I, I can't say nothing else. All right. You heard our hosts. Get your magic mind today by going to magicmind.co slash Antonio and use code Antonio to get 20% off of your first order. Again, that's magicmind.co slash Antonio and use code Antonio to get 20% off your first order. Honestly. If you ask them, the ATS Business University gets better every week. You know why? Because we poll y'all every week. I'm doing a special training tonight over writing books because we polled y'all. And how to get a publishing deal because we polled you. Every week, polling you. Every single week. For the ambassador, we're always getting some information for you. I'm constantly evolving the university around you. If I never had to read a book again, I read people. I don't need to read books. Do market research. Don't just want to start a podcast and you're not doing research. I'm not telling you not to start and don't do the ego thing and get ready to get ready because you got perfectionism problems and you never get started. Poor market research and unrealistic, unrealistic plans ruins businesses all the time. Now back to competitor response. I mentioned to you, if you're just chiming on, I mentioned that, you know what, my area, there was no such thing as a personal training development company. None. None. Personal, professional training development company. It was not. Now it's like five of them. It's not. In my area, I mean, one of the first people to have, this was years ago. Years, years ago, we used to stream all of our services and whatever we do over the phone. We let people come in over the phone. Everybody does it now. I'm not, not, not joking. It's, it's, it's everybody does it. You, you get what I'm saying? Everybody does it. We do all these things. We're always setting trends because I'm always thinking differently. And the competitive response is, I could do that too. Let me take it. Two things I want you to recognize here. So what? So what? They took your idea. So let me see who's online because I need y'all. Okay, this is perfect. 
So what they took your idea, ladies and gentlemen? That doesn't mean they're better than you. The days of becoming relevant without being a resource are over. They just took your idea. And the words of Tempest Smith, they just copied the harvest. They didn't do the work to do the planting. And the one thing you cannot do is buy a harvest and have that be financially sustainable. You keep trying to buy other people's harvests, you'll be broke. They call that down here in the South, keeping up with the Joneses. You better stop trying to keep up with the Joneses. And you better actually start planting Joneses seeds. Okay, outstanding. So market research, all of this is bad thing, not competitive response. Why is this important? I want you to look at Blockbuster and Netflix. I'm a disruptive company. All my companies are disruptive. I don't start a company unless it could be disruptive. What does that mean? There is the first person to coin the phrase disruptive company was Clayton Christensen. He wrote a book called Innovator's Dilemma. If I ever tell you all a book, you should write it down. Clayton Christensen. He wrote the book called Innovator's Dilemma. Started as one of his college professors, started as one of his classes because he's a college professor at Harvard. 1996, the book came out, 96, 97. And he realized that all these major companies were going out of business because of disruptive companies. Disruptive companies starts off going after a niche crowd that nobody wants. Netflix went after people who did not feel like having a party at Friday night in Blockbuster or Hollywood Video. Who can remember that? You know, that was club night. Mm-hmm. You know, you go to Blockbuster <laughs> or Hollywood Video on Friday. You, you understand, and that's that was club night there. You know, you sit there, play little games, talk. You meet people. If you was cheating, you shouldn't go in there. You gonna see somebody. You know, you, you, you know, you shouldn't do that. You gonna see somebody you know, because especially if you're from a small town. That Blockbuster. Okay, I wish I had somebody yeah. really understood what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Netflix went after the people didn't want to do all that. Went after introverts that didn't want to rewind and didn't want to pay late fees. Blockbuster said, ah, man, we don't care about that. That's cool. We don't care about all that. Okay, not a problem. They did it. And once they built a cult following all of that, once they built their cult following, once they built a cult following, what they did, they went after Blockbuster customers. Mm-hmm. Now, wait a minute now. You wait, wait. We, you, we were cool with you when you were over there. Blockbuster had a chance to buy Netflix for $25 million. Twenty-five million. Twenty-five million. Blockbuster is a dinosaur; no longer exists. Netflix is over a twenty-five billion-dollar company. Make sure, ladies and gentlemen, that you that you are not falling prey to your customers' responses, and then also make sure that I don't put you out of business because of your response. Most businesses fail because of the customer response. Other businesses fail because you didn't want to listen to me. I wanted to work with you. I made you my competition. I sold you your solution. I put you out of business. Careful. That's a two-edged sword. 
Then you got, well, let me let me let me add some more stuff in that just popped into my head. So now that you have this this competitive response, your product is just a really bad product. <laughs> yeah, it's just a really bad product. It really is. You just have a really, really bad product. Your product is a really bad product and no one wants it. We didn't we didn't even want the product whatsoever. It's just not a good product. Ladies and gentlemen, don't put out crap products. Don't put out crap products. Some of you right now are owning businesses. You're putting out stuff you wouldn't even buy. But since you're cute or they're your cousin, you want them to buy from you. Don't do that. Don't put out crap products. Don't do it. It's just a bad idea. It was doomed to fail from the beginning. Now, here's what most of you fall at. You got a good product with poor execution. See, I should have had, I wish I could see our faces. Good product, poor execution. No, great product. But then you ain't you ain't put no money into it. I just got, I just, you, you, you didn't do anything. You know how many people I get off the phone with and they say things like, well, you know what? I'm just not spending money right now because I'm controlling expenses. Mm -hmm. So you're not trying to make a profit at all. You don't want to make no profit. But no, 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 I'm going to make a profit because, you know, I got a good product and people are going to come to me. How they going to come to you? They don't know where you are. How many of you, don't answer this out loud, but how many, now if this answer applies to you, you're wrong. Even if you've had long-term success before, you are currently out of business and just don't know it. Listen to what I'm saying. If the, what I'm about to say next applies to you, you're wrong and you're out of business. Even if you've been successful for, for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, if it still applies to you, you're out of business. You just don't know it. I make all my money from people who've been doing business the wrong way. It worked before in the 70s, 80s, 90s, and 2000s. But then we entered into the information age. I would say like, you know, 2002 or something, and it don't work anymore. All the companies that went belly up in the American economy fold up, the recession in 2008, 2009, all those, they were operating on the industrial age model. Every last one. Every last one that needed a bailout was industrial age company. Every last one. This is information age now. What does industrial age model mean? It means one person doing a job and it's got 10 people, 10 people doing a job, but the 10 people don't know what the other job do. They're on the assembly line type, type thing. No one knows the big picture and one person can actually do that job. The information age is one person knows the big picture of the company, can do the job of 10 people with the right software. That's you know how many multi-million dollar companies have eight employees? Well, yeah. Okay. So if this sentence applies to you, this is your sentence that you need to hold on to. This sentence applies to you. If you don't have a marketing budget over $1,000 a month, you're out of business. You just don't know it yet. 
if you're not spending actively a thousand dollars a month in marketing, you're out of business. If any of that applies to any of you, you're out of business. Period. You just don't know it yet. Yes, ma'am. You said you have a great product, but poor poor execution. And that's what I'm talking about right now. Right now, the execution, I'm talking about the marketing side of it. Your product is great, but what does it have to do with your execution? What does it got to do with your, your marketing? If you don't have a budget of $1,000, and I'm being nice, my budget is way over $1,000. You don't have a budget of $1,000. And marketing, well, I got a budget. How much goes to marketing? What is marketing? Marketing is customer acquisition. Well, I want to focus on customer service. For what? If you focus on customer acquisition, customer service comes with it. If you're not focused on generating new customers, you're out of business. You just don't know it yet. So do you recommend us to get a job if you don't have the money for marketing? No, I recommend you getting profit. I don't recommend anybody, any of you get a job. I recommend you get profit. Let's, let's open it up just for a tad bit. Sell something, get a profit. Well, I'm not selling anything. Create a spinoff product of your product to get a profit. I'm not selling anything because you ain't marketing. I'm not selling anything. Maybe it costs too much. I'm not selling anything. Maybe it's a bad product. I'm not selling anything. Maybe you ain't do research into your product. I'm not selling anything. Maybe I know you. Doesn't matter. Go get a job. Go get profit. Create an asset that pays for your expenses. Ladies and gentlemen, if you go out there and go get two jobs, you're paying taxes four times. Your number one expense of life in life is taxes. You already pay taxes twice. No, I don't. I pay taxes. They take it out my check once. When you spend money, they take taxes at the store. How many of you go somewhere that's 99 cents and it's actually 99 cents? Mm. No, the taxes come out to a dollar seven. You pay taxes before you get your money and you pay taxes after you spend it. That's real disrespectful to me. I'm just telling you, I do not love my government that much. I love the protection my government supplies for me. I'm a veteran of the United States Army. I'd like to say that I'm not against this country. But to go out and go get two jobs and pay taxes four times, I don't love nobody that much. Come on, I wish I had somebody. I wish I... <laughs> you, 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 you love your government so much that you pay taxes four times. Two jobs times two is four. No, don't do that. Don't go get a job. Get a, get a, get a plan. She asked, what's a spinoff? A spinoff is I have a large university. Then I have a small one that costs 99 cents a month, $2.99, or no, $2.99, $7.99, and $9.99. I put myself out of business. If you want to like, okay, let, let, let's, let's open this up again. I want all of you to take your product, and I want all of you to act like I'm coming for your business. If you respect me, you know I'm hungry. I need to know that I'm coming for your business. Everybody okay with that? No, I'm seriously coming for your business. What would I invent that you're doing 
to put you out of business. Build that, put yourself out of business by doing it first, and then sell that at a cheaper price. Somebody missed me. Okay. Somebody give me a product. Give me a product. It doesn't matter. Hairbrush. No, you know, give me one that's real in this organization. Somebody unmute. Give me a real product that you have. Out of type uh, in the book. Etiquette Bootcamp for Teens. All right. Etiquette Bootcamp for Teens. Thank you very much. Go ahead, John. I'm listening. Oh, my CDs. CDs. Already CDs that I'm putting out. Got it. Let's go. I got both. I got plans for both for you. All right. Appreciate you, John. You can meet up. Let's go with the etiquette first. Etiquette, what am I doing? Teaching you how to live into a productive society, to an upscale society or some level, okay? Home training is what my grandma used to say, okay? Right, you, you, you do all that stuff, but this is home training on a professional level. Home training on a professional level, everybody got it? Home training on a professional level. Home training to teens at home. I just put myself out of business. I'm going to teach your kid how to behave and be a kid under your parenting. Number one, I'm going to teach you parents how to communicate with your child and not dominate them. I'm going to teach parental etiquette. etiquette. I'm going to teach teenage etiquette for the home. The whole time you've been focused on the outside, let's not focus on the home. I'm not done yet. I got another one. Home training for professionalism, right? That's what she's doing. I'm, I'm breaking it down later. Home to outside. And I just told her to go inside to inside. Everybody got that? Mm -hmm. Now, I'm going to say outside to outside. Let's teach business etiquette. Well, I'm already doing that. But, but... How, where? Let's teach mechanical business etiquette. Let's teach mechanics how to be more mechanical. Or let's teach mechanicals how to be white collar. Let's teach blue collar how to be white collar. White collar how to be blue collar so both organizations can get along. Let's just go straight white collar to white collar. Let's teach etiquette between the marketing side of the business and the sales side of the business so they can get along. Let's do a leadership class specifically on etiquette. Let's charge $1,500 for 40 weeks for a leadership class, $1,500 for 20 weeks on a leadership class that teaches you etiquettes. But the etiquette of learning how to be cohesive with one another in a company. Got it? Yes. Good. That's that. Now, John, as much as you love CDs, they're going out of style whether you want this to be happening or not. You need to anticipate that when your CD distribution happens, that it's no longer relevant. I'm not it's still relevant now. And let me tell you why it's relevant now. Because the people who keep it relevant are old. Let's think about, if I tell you the motivational speakers you love, all of you are going to tell me someone 70 plus. All of you. You're going to tell me Les Brown, Jim Rohn. Then you're going to name some dead people for me that you still listen to. Mm -hmm. Wayne Dyer. You're going to go on. You're very welcome to this. You're going to go on and on and on. 
right? Mm -hmm. These people in that generation are keeping CDs alive. Yes. I'm serious. Mm -hmm. the, 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 the older generation is keeping CDs alive. I need you to get that. Mm -hmm. The older generation is keeping CDs alive. And then what's, who's in church? Young folk or old folk? And then since it's old folk, what do you do when you want that sermon? You go get it on CD. Is, is this making sense to anybody? <laughs> now, all you young folk, how many of you have recently bought a car that doesn't even have a CD player? It doesn't. Or you have a CD player, but you don't even use it. You use your auxiliary. In fact, you won't even buy a car. You're going to have an auxiliary cable. First thing I do is change that radio out. On Bluetooth. How many of you right now actively get in your car and Bluetooth from your phone? Or you auxiliary cable from your phone so you can listen. Does anybody care about the radio of anything in their car? When you go to a barbecue, do you bring a CD player or your phone and a Bluetooth speaker? Am I making some sense? What I'm trying to get you to see is the cell phone is so changing the world, no one cares about CDs anymore. Got me. You don't believe that? I want you to go to your next wedding, look at the DJ, and see if he has two turntables and a mic. He will not. He will have a digital, he will have a Mac up that simulates two turntables and a mic. In the same manner that live television is still relevant today, it's because of live sports. That is it. If it was not for live sports, there would be no cable. I, you cannot, there's too much data. It's just too much data to support that. If it was not for watching the moment, the moment they continue to get, the, the moment they continue to have YouTube and Twitter streaming live sports, the moment they do that, is the moment it's going to go off. Absolutely. So what, John, what you need to do is ride the wave of CDs now and start giving out flash drives download cards, whatever it may be. Now, I'm sure you're already doing it, but you need to double down on it. Get a business that puts that out of business. Instead of CDs, you're going to focus on the digital side of it. You're gonna, you need to figure out how can I get my music straight to your cell phone without going through Google Play, without going through iTunes. And I mentioned he mentioned that on one call. You can just sit next to one another. He has somebody just like tap phones and all the albums went over there. Hmm. And he's a computer programmer. He can he can design that himself. He can design it. He can go to Cordova. You, you all will know this, but Cordova is a platform where you can get plugins. You can get the code for plugins that you put on Apple or Android. And he, he can do that himself. He's, 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 he's better coded than me. You do all that. And now John is not just a CD distribution company. He's a distribution company in any medium that we have right now. You see what I just did there? Yep. I put him out of business. And then, well, he put himself out of business by doing that. And now, can no one come envelop him or undercut him because he had already bought, paid for his own solution and selling it to people? Okay, we got a question. Go ahead, Dion. Basically, when we are creating our companies and products for our companies, we need to also go through the thought process of what will put us out of business and do that too. Yes, you may. 
Yes, because if you don't, I will. Come on now. How many of you? See, I remember back in the 90s, people was actually hungry. I'm not sure what happened. I'm not. It was hungry. We just, you know, we fold chairs for opportunities. Now, I'm dead serious. You know, we'd be in a garage with a talk boy recording songs. You know what I mean? Like, we got a record company. You know, we'd be in a, we record, you know, a little microphone. And, and, and we'd be in a garage. And we'd turn it into our studio. We, we in the heat, rapping beside a car or singing beside a car. We don't know YouTube. And we walk block to block when you buy my album. He was hungry. I, I, I remember a time when you wanted to be a motivational speaker. You didn't declare yourself a motivational speaker. You went to, you went, spent money. You went, spent money. Who is calling me on Facebook right now? This is so disrespectful. Tell Will, stop calling me. All right, here we go. Now, we went, spent money. You went to go seminar to seminar to learn a few skills. And then what you did, you picked up the cell, not cell phone, you picked up the pay phone yeah. and you made calls. Hi, my name is Phil Sorrentino. My name is Les Brown. I'd like to come to your, remember all that? Mm-hmm. When you keep that hunger, you have a business and you look around and you say, where are the holes at in my business? And you plug them before somebody else sell you the plug. Mm-hmm. If I've never said anything else, let me just let me just stop her. Who did that just help out? What I just said. Let me hear. Let me let me get some feedback. Alicia. Good. She said my voice is going out. Make sure I'm not breaking up. Okay. Oh, that's what Facebook was calling me. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Facebook was dominating me. Yeah. Who else did that help out? It definitely, it definitely helped me out because I constantly think of, okay, in my industry, what can I do? And, and there's one thing you also taught us about, create your company to be bought out. Yes. And so when you were talking about this, I'm like, okay, that would be the way to do it. Okay. Find the holes in your company and fix them. Okay. I'm glad you said that. Create your company to be bought out. Don't All of you should be... Your company, you should create your company to a million dollars so somebody can buy it. Go ahead, John. I'm going to give you an, an idea, John. So, so that, that's kind of why I, I have the music promotion site where bands can sign up free. Because that, like you said, pulling. Well, by having a, a place that a band can sign up and promote themselves, well, that opens the door for me to be able to talk to them and going, hey guys, what's going on in your world? And I get all that awesome feedback from them because I'm offering a service to help them get seen, but at the same time, I can pull them going, hey, what's going on with you? And and, and that's it, is I am, I've got the CDs and that going, but I'm also looking at where do we take it from there? Exactly, and, and I, I, I love that. Keep polling, keep asking whether we take it from there, and then you'll keep dominating. But don't just poll. Now, he's not doing this, but I want to say this for everybody. Don't just poll without doing something about it. Don't poll and not change. Okay? Now, Dion, you're a publicist, you're a celebrity publicist. You've got two celebrity clients. 
right? You're a celebrity publicist. PR in the box. Why are you not doing it? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Why do you not have some $999 kit that if you come pick this up or mail it out, every single thing you need will be in this box? Tempted to say, if you don't, I shall. I got it. PR in the box. Why not? Who, who is this helping? You got PR in the box. You can come here. You can get how many people you know that don't know how to do a press kit or an online press kit? Don't worry about it. Both of them in the box. Mm. How many how many people you know that don't have a database of what they're trying to do in their area? And then you can custom, you can have the you can have a standard version for $999. You have a customizable version for $14.99. Customizable version. Talisha wants to PR for her business plan. I mean, for her etiquette business. Then you're going to have a database of anybody looking for etiquette in her zip code mm. in 25 miles within and without. PR in the box. Oh my Thank you. Would you like another one? Sure. Then we're going to do PR online. Netflix charge eight dollars a month. You do too now. Oh, what you gonna do is you just gonna interview a lot of people. You gonna get all your PR friends. You gonna keep talking. You gonna develop fifteen hundred videos, and then what you're gonna do is charge eight ninety nine a month to have access to those fifteen hundred videos, and that database grows every month. Ain't that how Netflix got rich? Mm -hmm. Come on, man. I wish I had somebody in this. Come on, sir. I'm receiving, I'm writing everything down. She said 10% pause after. I wrote that down too. All right, there you go. Go ahead, John. You can add some value, John. It's actually funny that you mentioned that, is that, and that is one of the things I'm looking at and expanding into is for bands. So many of these bands that I've been talking to, they just don't know how to get themselves out there. So I'm listening to you on YouTube and everything, and actually, Carrie, one of the guys on, that's on my label, he's my guinea pig that we're learning this together. And once he hits the top, you know, then I can go, hey, look, I took Adorn the Wicked to the top. I can take you to the top, and here's the services that you can use to get there. That is beautiful, John, and I can't wait to see it successful. And then watch, ladies and gentlemen, it's only two really ways to make or, or, or to get money. It's only two. You should write this down. You sell what you know, which is what I do very well. You sell your specialized knowledge. That's why you're here. That's what I'm doing right now. Or you collect money. Grant Cardone says if you can collect post-its, you can collect a dollar. It's just paper. It's just paper. There's no difference between a post-it and a dollar, except for a post-it has some glue on it that's not so sticky. Money's just energy, and so is a post-it. You collect money. Netflix collects money. Amazon collects money. Amazon ain't selling you what they know. They're just saying, I got it. Here's a membership fee. Go and give me this money. Oh, you already paid a membership fee? I'll tell you what, buy anytime you want. I'll just collect it. You collect money, you sell what you know, ladies and gentlemen. You collect money, you sell what you know. It's, did you write it down? Okay, did y'all write that down? You collect money or you sell what you know. Just like that. Take these two models. Talisha, ask yourself, how can 
the etiquette queen collect money. You're already selling what you know, not develop a business plan, a business system to collect money. If everybody is doing on demand, why y'all not in on demand? Does the ATS Business University have on demand? Yes. Come on, man. Well, you thought that was by accident? You, you, you thought that when I do these courses and I let you download them too, that that was by accident? No, Tempest was like, hey, I don't want to be one of those companies and don't let people download what you said, what we will be giving them. I was like, you're right, Tempest. Everybody think Tempest right now. That's why you don't. I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. Put yourself out of businesses. Here's some other reasons why businesses fail. Economic changes. You're not ready. You're just not ready. When the market crash, some of y'all will go out of business. I'm going to become a billionaire. I'm telling you right now. I'm, I'm, I'm telling all of you right now, when this market crashes, I will become a billionaire. And I'm going to let everybody know it too. I promise. On the Forbes, it's going down. I am. You'll be eating gluten-free bagels with Oprah. I'm serious. It's going down. We need Oprah and Tyler. And I'm going to do their sales funnels. Because they don't know how to do them like me. Zip. Economic changes kill companies. You know why economic changes kill companies? Because you don't have your own economy. I got my own economy. No matter what happened, the only thing that can stop me, actually, no, no, that's not even true. That's just still not true. I was going to say the only thing that stopped me from having my own economy is the American government no longer exists. But no, I'll be like on Walking Dead. I'll have other economy. But Close our fence and with a baseball bat with wire around it. You know, okay, you probably don't watch them up in there, but you, 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 got, you got the picture, you got the picture though. You know, I have I have a little hole in the back of the yard getting groundwater. I know how to plant. Let me tell you something. I went and learned how to become a gardener. I, I went and learned how to plant a garden. Tempest Tempest could testify to this. I watched the Martian. Everybody seen the Martian mm-hmm. with, with Matt Damon, incredible movie. And I went, holy crap. This dude survived on Mars from, I don't know if I'm gonna get a movie away. <laughs> I almost messed up. <laughs> from planting stuff, that's all I would say, okay? That's all I would say. And I went, I don't know how to plant. I talk about it all the time. And I went and made myself learn how to plant. And it's the greatest thing I ever did because if we go, yeah, I gotta go to Walmart. Not me. This stuff in my backyard. I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. I'm completely self-sufficient. As soon as I can get some solar panels on my roof, it's going down. It just is. I'm think about it. I'm getting ready to buy a Tesla. Everybody knows that's my dream car. An electric car. An electric roof. You can t- I'm going off grid. In my own economy. Right? I'm not telling you the zombies are going to attack. We're gonna, I'm going to buy two Teslas, excuse me. I'm not telling you zombies are going to attack. I'm not that kind of a weirdo. <laughs> not that kind of weirdo. I'm just saying I enjoy being self-sufficient. Most companies fail because they're not self-sufficient. Here's how most companies work. Get your money, it go up. That's it. That's still self-sufficient. That's still a part of economic change. That's still part of economic change. Be self-sufficient. 
And then, of course, legal and social change. That kills everybody. I'm being sued right now. It's cool. It's a badge of honor. Somebody trying to take my money. I'm being sued by the government, right? Actually, right now, local government. They ain't getting nothing. They're not. My asset protection game is strong. They don't get nothing. They're not. They don't get nothing. They don't get nothing. They don't want. They don't want that. They don't want that piece of property. They want the taxes, and I ain't paying the taxes because they did something wrong. You know what I'm saying? They've been suing me for three years. No, four years. You know why they ain't rushing? Because they're wrong. They trying to. They trying to buy me out. Now they want to sell. Oh, you want to sell or not? Oh, you want to sell. You are not doing anything until you're being sued. Until somebody's trying to take it, you're not making no money. And you're not posting enough videos online to somebody say, why do you keep posting videos? I'm trying to help somebody out. So if you can't afford your lawyer fees, you're going to go out of business. Some of you can't grow your business right now because you can't afford to legally start that LLC or that nonprofit because you can't afford the lawyer fee. Because you're not in profit. You can't even afford to grow legally because you can't afford to make profit. Well, would you like to talk about profit real quick? Would you like me to help y'all out? Yes, please. All right, I'll help y'all out. Watch this here. Everybody owes me money now. Everybody owes me. I just sent it to somebody. I'm going to send it to you now. All right. One time setup. I want everybody to go through this right now. I want you to go out there and I want you to set up three bank accounts in your businesses, all checking. Three bank accounts, right there now. Three bank accounts in your businesses, all checking. Bank number one is for income. Bank number two is for owner's pay. Bank number three is for expenses. Don't worry, I'll repeat and I'll post in the chat. It's one time setup. You want to set up three banking accounts. You want to have one that's just for income, one that's just for the owner's pay, and one is for operating expenses of the businesses. You know why I said that, ladies and gentlemen? So you won't keep killing your profit. Here's what happens. When something happens in your business right now, you constantly take from your income and you constantly take from your profit so you can cover that business. Every, well, I'll hold your question up because I need to explain this real quick. You got a medical bill you need to pay for. You go right into your income. You go to the company income because you're an entrepreneur. You can't afford insurance. You got to do what you got to do. But if you had three accounts that said, oh, this is the profit for this year. This is my salary for this year. And here's the operating expenses. And you know you're $1,000 short. You know what you're going to say? Wait a minute now. Mm -hmm. Not for the mess with my company profit. I'm not about to mess with my salary. I got thousand. I'm a thousand dollars short on operating expenses. Why am I telling you not to mess with your salary? Rich people don't mess with their salary. Poor people do. Middle class do. Poor people do. Middle class do. Poor people get money, go straight to expenses. Middle class get money, go to a financial institution, borrow more than what they have, and then say, "Please make this poverty comfortable for me with low monthly payments." As long as you're going to a financial institution to take care of your bills, car note, house notes, all that stuff, you're in the middle class, whether you want to claim it or not. It's cool. I'm just telling you. That's just the business model. You don't like that? Are you a Robert Kiyosaki? It's in Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Okay? Seriously. 
Now, the wealthy create assets to pay for their expenses while never touching their salaries. The reason why you are not, your business is not profitable is because you're in one of those other two models. You're, the, the middle class is not profitable, ladies and gentlemen. And you know it. You know you got to make $50,000 a year to be broke. Come on, who don't know that? Come on, there's no way I don't know that. Don't it, don't it. All right, I'll prove it to you this way, then I'll take your question. If it's an oil spill, who pays for that? Who pays for the cleanup? Middle class. All right, say middle class. That's the correct answer. Are the rich going to pay for it? Nope. No. No. Right. Is the co corporation going to pay for it? Nope. No. Taxes, right? They don't even pay taxes. Can the poor pay for it? Nope. No. No. Who pays for it? Middle class. Middle class. When we went into a recession and gas literally became a household bill, it really did. We jumped up to four dollars a gallon. That you had to budget gas now. Yeah. Who did that hurt? Did it hurt poor people? No. Oh, they they hitched a ride. Did it hurt rich people? No. They can afford it. Who did it hurt? No. You had to go to your job and choose between health insurance and gas. Everything in this world falls on the middle class. Why? Because what's the only legal way a government can make money? At least a democratic government. Taxes. Your government can't buy real estate. Your government can't go get a job. America's not like, hey, China, man, can we do something? Wash some dishes? No, that's not legal. It is against the Constitution. The only way constitutionally that the government can make money is through what? Taxes. Taxes. Who pays the bigger brunt of taxes? The middle class. Your businesses are unprofitable because you're running them like the class you're in. You should put that in the notes. Okay, put that one in the notes. This is true though. This is this is very true. So if you start three bank accounts like I just told you, you're going to say my operating expenses don't cover it. You're ready for your question. So guess what you're going to do? You're going to think like the wealthy. You're going to say, how can I make my operating expenses cover $1,000? I don't know. Okay, you know what? I got to create a product that costs $1,000. That's a bit expensive. This is what I'll do. I'll create a $50 product and I'll sell it to 20 people and I'll get that $1,000. And now you're acting like the wealthy. That was for free. Go ahead with your question, yeah. In the three different bank accounts, you said one for your income, one for owner's pay, and one for operating expenses. So once we pay all of the operating expenses, do we shift and we take out the owner's pay? Does the rest go into the income? Okay. Good question. Yeah. That is a good question. Your income is your income. Your income is your income. Your profit is your profit. Now, your profit means the company profit, okay? Your income means your salary you draw from the company. Okay. Why are you messing with your salary? Okay. Right. The wealthy don't mess with their salary. They read the next salary should they choose to do so. 
And don't say I'm reinvesting in the business. No, you're not. You're not. If you're reinvesting in the business, you're reinvesting in the marketing because you don't have a marketing budget like anybody else on planet Earth. You get it? Leave your salary alone. You 10% and you that's when you put your 10% of your salary goes to some investment, a vehicle, something like that. You get it? Leave your salary alone. If this doesn't feel comfortable to you, it is only because you think like a middle class or poor class person. I don't mean that to be disrespectful. I'm just telling you that I ain't touching my salary. I got I got 15 people right now asking me to pay for something. I ain't doing it. I'm serious. Tips now. I'm not paying for it. Donald Trump owe money. I owe money. I'm not paying for it. My assets will pay for it. You cannot do money in this world without debt. The system is set up that way. It's a whole different conversation for another time. But for every dollar that exists, it is equivalent equivalent dollar of debt that also exists. The debt had to exist first for the money to exist. So however money I make is also how much money that there's debt somewhere. Not my debt, but someone owes a debt to that money. And vice versa. That's how it works. Leave your salary alone. So, question. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the income and the owner's pay is kind of similar. Except the owner's pay is your money and the income is just for... Your company money. Oh, it's your company money. Now you have a profitable business and a salary. So what do you do when you have a profitable business? You get to do more. Most companies grow and they think growing is profit. Okay. Please uh, go ahead. I'm listening. Okay. So I eventually want to give $10,000 a month away to people who are student loans, just random people. Yeah. I want to know where that will come out of. That will come out of my pay? No. Or my charity? Or don't use this model. That's not what this is for. No, this no, 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 for. no, 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 no. Use the model? No, no. Okay. You. You help single mothers and stuff pay for school and stuff, you know, whatever it is. No, no, you do that. Now, it's going to come from an asset that you have created. Now, you're more than welcome since that's a donation. Donations could come out of your salary. You understand? Okay. That's a donation. That is you being a good moral person. The universe will pay you back for that. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Your tithes, your donation, Red Cross, giving to people in hurricanes, that's more than welcome come out your salary. And then what you do is you match your salary and you say, okay, I'm going to give such such salary, but I'm going to have my company also match whatever I give. You know, you'll be doubly blessed. Use your microphone for me, Tanisha. You'll be, you'll be doubly blessed, right? You get it? That's a donation. But y'all not out here donating. Y'all not out here robbing Peter to pay Paul. Your health care is not a donation. Getting Ray Ray out of jail is not a donation. It's not a donation. You know what I'm saying? Fixing your transmission is not a donation. Those are light. That's cost of living, since that's personal. 
if it's business, if it's a company car, it's, it's, it's operational expenses. Use your salary properly. If you want to know how to use your salary, there's a great book by George S. Classen called Richest Man in Babylon. If you want the formula to use your salary, if you're not in debt, I would that you all use 10% of your salary to go to some sort of charity and or church, depending on your religious beliefs. 10% of your salary to go to you. I said, if you're not in debt, right? 10% of your salary to go to some religious establishment or charity, Red Cross, whatever, Boys and Girls Club, Boys Scouts of America, Girl Scouts. 20% of your salary, since you're not in debt, to go to investing and then live off 70% of your income. I, talking like Tempest, <laughs> capital E-Y-E, I have 40% of my salary going to investments. I live 10, 40, and 50. I live off of 50% of my expenses. 50% of my salary. I, I make sure that my lifestyle is 50% under what I can actually do. 50% under what I can actually do. Most people live, they get 100% income, they live off 120% of their income. Mm-hmm. That means they borrow mm-hmm. <laughs> more than what they make. That's how that works. And that is true. That's not a joke. I made it a joke, but that is true. That is absolutely true. One more thing you can do here. You set up two, then you set up two new accounts at two different banks. You can call it bank two. That's cool. The purpose for these accounts is to remove the temptation of borrowing, like y'all just asked, from these accounts. Account number one is for profit. It's the same as account. Account number two is for taxes. Now, I had to bring up taxes because some of you are going to get hit at the end of the year paying taxes when you can be doing that every three months with no problem. You don't have to dread every 15 of the month quarterly. If you set up an account just for the taxes, you have to pay on your business. How much? That depends on, let's do 15% to do you right. 15% to do you right as a general ballpark number, but that honestly depends on your business, the legal structure of your entity, how much money you made. I can give you a few examples. If you own a restaurant, and in Texas, the state tax is 8.25%. <clears throat> Let's say you, you, you have $5 pieces like Little Caesars. That $5 is going to come out to $5.24, I think, something like that. No, $5.41. So it'll come out to $5. That was quick math in my head. Make sure I'm right, right? $5 times 8.25% should be five forty dollars and change, round up to $5.41. $5.41. Five, 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 five. I'm a bad man in my head. All right, that's $5.41, okay? That's $5.41. That 41 cents, Talisha, is not yours. It's going to go into your bank account, but that's not your money. It makes more sense at the end of the day. uh, Please, mm, I got my hands in the prayer motion. Please hear me. It makes more sense at the end of the day, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go with... Grace, give me, I sold a thousand pieces that day. Easy math. How much money did I make? Times five. Times five. $5,000, right? right? How much did I pay in taxes? 
well, excuse me, I didn't pay. How much did I collect in taxes? Because remember, the customer is going to pay the full five forty one. Your profit is just five dollars, although it's not total profit right now. Go ahead. Four hundred twelve dollars fifty cents. It four hundred twelve dollars and fifty cent is what I owe the federal government in taxes, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Four hundred and what'd you say? Four hundred twelve dollars fifty cents. Four hundred twelve dollars and fifty cents is what I owe the federal government. It makes more sense, Talisha, to take your five thousand dollars, put it in one account. And then put the four hundred and twelve dollars and twenty one cents. You say four twelve fifty. Four dollars, four hundred twelve dollars and fifty cents into that other account I just told you about for the taxes. Now, when it's time for you to take pay taxes, did you ever pay taxes? No, your customers paid those taxes. Mm -hmm. You simply took the extra money they gave and you set it aside. Now, like me. Every third quarter of the month, you ain't worried about nothing. I made other people pay my taxes. But when you have it going to all one account, it feel like mm -hmm. you get it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's $421. Let me show you what it's gonna feel like. That's $412 for one day. Every quarter you gotta pay taxes. Do that 412 times 90. If you got it in one account, this is what it's gonna feel like. You're gonna have to write a thirty-seven thousand one hundred twenty-five dollar check, and you gonna go, ooh, ooh, cha. <laughs> <laughs> you get it? Yes, I do. I do. Uh, Cause I was doing mine and trying to add tax to it, and yeah, I was, it was going to like fifty-seven thousand that will be on back. To the government, I was just like, oh my gosh, but now that you say it like that, it's much better. Yeah, fair enough. Now, what I was talking about was federal taxes, okay? There's still a, I'm in a, I'm in a state that doesn't have a sales tax, uh, excuse me, a state sales tax. So, Phil just asked the question federal or state income tax? I'm speaking of income. And again, you may go lower because you got some expenses you get to write off, you get to, you, you understand, you get to do all your accountant gets to do all the, deducting from depreciating assets from real estate or whatever you may these examples i have real estate so i use depreciating assets you get it some of these examples are coming up from my own experience my own actual stuff i have right now plus i have tax i have stocks that i can i have some stocks i have stocks i can write off against because my stocks all my stocks are after tax dollars because i don't have someone paying me right I, Anytime you pay me, it's after tax because you paid me. You already been charged for it. You, you get it? That's federal income tax. State income tax depends on that. Now, that just depends on what state you live in, right? What state you live in, California would be pretty high. You know, Florida should be pretty high because these are two booming economies and you, you get it and stuff like that. But if you still follow the same strategy and you have an account for those taxes, now in Phil's case, I would have two accounts. I said open up two accounts, I'll do three. One, that's step two, I would have three of them. I would have the account for the profit, and I have two different savings accounts. One for federal, one for income tax. You get it? I'm excuse me, one for federal income tax, one for state tax. That's what I would do. And I feel very comfortable telling you this. This is businessman savvy advice. I'm not even dipping into the CPA area. I'm not even crossing any moral lines. I'm just telling you, if you separate your money when you get it, 
other people are always paying your bills. Mm. When you have one general account, you have to live off what other people are paying your bills and you will always overspend because it's all in one account. That's some of the strongest advice I give to many people around here in the Houston, Texas area, especially restaurants are the worst for doing this. Restaurants have no financial savvy whatsoever. Does anybody here own a restaurant? I can tell you how to grow your restaurant if you want to. No, nobody owns a restaurant. Okay, cool. You own a restaurant? No, that's my next, one of my next businesses. One of your next businesses, you own a restaurant? Yes. All right, then. You ready? I'm going to do this. this you're, just, you're just making this. Okay, let's see. <laughs> oh, we don't have to do it now. Let's poll my audience. Who wants to hear how to make money from a restaurant? Anybody have a restaurant? Okay, we got two people in front of me. Does anybody have a restaurant they want to start? My husband will start. It's planning on starting his. The husband will plan on starting his. Anybody? Three people. Anybody else? He's like, you want to hear about it and make money. All right, here's some advice from a lot of different places. Just real smart. Obviously, all of you restaurant people need to be on social media. You need to be blogging. Okay? Yes, you do. Blogging and vlogging. Pinterest, all that stuff. All you restaurant people, you need to take Instagram more seriously than any other social network, any other social network, any other social network. Instagram and food go together. Right now, if you just type in hashtag food, hashtag chef, Instagram, you now see back when me, Phil, and Susan was growing up, we the same age, you know. We're not the same age. I'm just, a, I'm just old school spirit. That's all. We're not the same age. They, they, I, they're fortunate enough to be a, a couple of years older than me. Okay, but you, in order to cook, you had to actually go buy a cookbook. Mm-hmm. You ain't got to do that no more. Mm-hmm. You go to Instagram. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm serious. Mm-hmm. If you want to learn how to do some chef recipe, you go to Instagram. Go to Facebook. Watch TV. You see the recipes. You go to YouTube. Mm-hmm. I'm serious. I'm dead serious. Mm-hmm. Right. This is you want to oh Pinterest. You definitely want yeah. A lot of people doing recipes recipes on Pinterest, right? You want to do that. You want to put your stuff there and get you that following. You missed it. That's okay. You're developing a community of foodies, Mm. and there's plenty of foodies. Yes. Especially the girls that don't ever gain no weight. They just eat all day long. You know. All right. Now, restaurant people, you need to market at this point. Thou should pay close attention. Okay. All right. I didn't even make this up. I heard this and then redeveloped it from some guy. I can't remember. Okay. You need to market the three visits. Here are the statistical categories of every visit that comes into a restaurant. On the first visit, the possibility of someone coming back is a 40% chance. On the second visit, the possibility of someone coming back on the third chance is a 42% chance. And look at that. Look at those numbers real quick. You come once, I got a 40% chance of getting you back. You come again, I have a 42% chance of getting you back. This is why you need to market to the third visit. When they come back a third time, the chance of them coming a fourth time is over 70%. The moment a customer comes to your restaurant over three times, you own that customer. As you said, PF Chains owns her. Okay, I'm not even sure if that's worldwide. Okay, what'd you say? Yes, the same thing. You know what? 
everything I just said to you all, that also works in church membership. Yeah, she just brought it up. She said it works in the church too. Yeah, it works. Totally, totally works. Church and restaurant ain't too far apart. They're not. They're not. They're businesses that serve each other that people talk bad about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a practical person. So you must market to the third visit. You must market to the third visit. Everybody got me? Yeah. Now, when you market it to the third visit, this is what you want to do. I, I, I mean, it, was on, it was on Gary Vee's podcast or something. I heard this guy saying this, and I kind of I kind of developed it even more, but it was, it was brilliant. You identify the first-time visit with a different color napkin. Maybe it's a red napkin. So it's a, hey, you been here for the first time? You say, yeah, I've been here for the first time. You switch the napkin, you put a red napkin on that table. Now your whole staff plus you know this is the first time visitor. What do you do in a church with a first time visitor? You love all on them. What do you do in a restaurant with a first time visitor? You love all on them. You get on to them, you say, oh my God, it's so exciting. So what brought you to this restaurant? What brought you to the city? I'm just here. I just wanted to try. I'm so glad you tried. You know what you ought to do? You love this restaurant so much. I'm going to have a special connection with you. What you're saying in your head. Let me, get, let me get the manager to come meet you. The manager comes out. Wow. You you mean the manager is accessible? Imagine if Antonio T. Smith Jr. was not in his own classes. How frustrating would that be? <laughs> no, I'm serious, though. I'm very serious. I'm dead serious. Or imagine if I was in my own classes, but it cost $12,000 to actually get close to me. These are real business models I'm calling out. I'm just not calling out the, the people who over them. Okay? Okay, now watch this here. You know that I am, I, now the manager came out. Now I've got Phil Sorrentino, Susan Sorrentino, they're from Florida, they're all over Texas. Now the manager comes out and says, you know what? I'm so glad you came. And you know what? I'm so glad you came. Let me tell you what I want to do for you. This is so great. I want you for the rest of the meal, all your soft drinks are for free. All of them. All these soft drinks for free. Whatever you want, you can get soft drinks for free. I really want you to do that. Yes. No, seriously, seriously. You know what? Have you ever tried my ribs? Phil, you ever tried my hamburger? <laughs> I tell you what. Not only is the soft drink for free, but the hamburger's for free, too, if you get that. Yes. Oh, yeah. Your total meal is for free. It's absolutely for free. Yes. Yes. The ribs, hamburger, you got it. You, get, you got this for free. After they eat the free hamburger and the, and the free soda, and their ticket comes out to $2.37 for some extra blue cheese and stuff that they ordered. You're going to tell them, you know what? You know what, Phil? You know what, Susan? I'll tell you what. Take my business card. I'm going to write on the back of my initiative right here. Next time you come in, you bring this business card. I'm going to give you a 5% discount on the chicken. You've got to try the chicken. Tempest cooks really great chicken. Seriously, you've got to try the chicken. you got to try the chicken. Now, when they come back in the restaurant the second time, guess what happens? They say, hey, I got this business card. You already know what they get. The second time visitor. Everyone now knows whole staff needs to love on them. They don't need a different color napkin. They got the business card. You put the business card on the table. You give them the chicken. You say, you know what? I'm sure I have everybody. You got the chicken. Again, seriously, I really love you. You got to try the chicken. You try the chicken. Soft drinks, they're free again. Don't even worry about it. Oh, I sure appreciate you. The kids, too. Ah, kids, kids, they, they get Kids are good. Soft drinks are just fine. Give them the chicken. Oh, you're going to get a discount, 5% discount on your chicken. No problem. Then when they come back, when they leave, you say, you know what? Let me give you another business card. Right on the back of this one. But the next time you get into this one, okay, I'll take care of you. You got to try the cheesecake. Yana makes really good cheesecake. Apparently, this is a fact we just found out like three days ago. Yana <laughs> makes really, really, really good cheesecake. You got to try the cheesecake. 
Now what you did was you marked them for the third event. They came in the big card again to get the cheesecake. Remember, when they come back the third time, it's a 70% chance for them showing up again. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Now watch this here. You give them the cheesecake. For some of you going, that cost too much. Nope, nope. When you're on the restaurant, the beef would have cost you $2. The soft drinks that you pay for in bulk would have probably cost you for that table seven six. The cheesecake was another $2. For less than $5 of in-house marketing, giving stuff away for free, you earned you a lifetime customer for $5. Wow. If you think for one second, I don't run the ATS Business University like that, you're crazy. I run the ATS Business University exactly like that. I absolutely do that. I just got off a sales call today for somebody. I gave her millions of dollars of advice. Tell her to subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'm going to record you to look at that too. She might hear it watching this here. She said, can I take a week to process? I said, sure. Never mentioned the price one time. The price is going to be different anyway because she's a business owner. She's got to go, you know, up. You know what I'm saying? But think about this for a second. I just gave her, I gave her, I let her talk to me for a full hour, answer every last one of the questions, gave her valuable resources. Gave her valuable resources. I gave her, I gave her probably in, if she actually applies, I gave her about $1.6 million in information today. Didn't say nothing. She said, wow, this is so great. Can I keep in touch? Sure, you can keep in touch. Can I call you in a week? Sure, you can call me in a week. Second visit. Guess what I'm doing a second visit? Hmm. How, how, how did you learn? Did you learn? Was it good? Yeah, but you know, I got these questions. Go ahead and give me all them questions. Okay, give me all the questions. I got some more stuff for you. Take this too. Take this too. All right, process it all. How, how is it going to work? Oh, man, this is really great. Did you check out the YouTube channel? It was so good. Check out Gary. I see the Gary V YouTube channel too. Check that out. It was so good. I tell you what, you really, really got to try this here. I got about nine or 10 classes. I just want to send you for free. I'm going to send them to you. They're, they're going to give away about two hours a piece. I'm going to give you great information. If you watch these classes, you're going to increase your income by six figures almost immediately. You go ahead and do that. Oh, my God, that was so great. All right, then, good. Can I call you in a week? You sure can call me in a week. Third visit. She done made more money, got more understanding, and I'm the only person in her life that's accessible mm -hmm. to help her in her business. How easy it is for me to close. She can watch this video. I sent it to the YouTube channel. You, she can watch this video and hear what I'm doing. And it still won't matter because I'm not playing any games. I'm just treating so much value into her that I so much want to add value to her. I'm not concerned about short-term relationship. I'm concerned about a lifelong relationship. You understand what I'm saying? Go ahead, John. See, that, that, that's kind of the way I'm positioning my company. Yeah, maybe CDs will go away. Maybe this will go away. But at the end of the day, when you work with me, you get so much more. So they're going to sit there and go, oh, well, I, I might be able to get it over here for this, you know, cheaper, but I don't get John. So that's what I'm trying to do with my business. That's right. That's right. Be that person that at the end of the day, they can go, well, I'll, I can spend a dollar here or I may spend $2 with John, but I get John. That's right. Mm. Who is accessible, who is knowledgeable, who is well-connected, and who will work 
for him and with this person to get their company to the next level. That's why you need to work with John. You get it? Doesn't matter if CDs go out of style. They're not going to affect John because John had already put himself out of business. He's already on the next wave. If you if you think for one second these oil companies are not secretly investing in natural gas, you crazy. Exactly what I would do. I would find out my natural gas solution if I was greedy, and then I would hold on to that solution until I did the oil thing run dry. And then I would have my PR guy spin it like I'm saving the world. And I would say, hey, tell them how I found the natural gas solution and how I just want to save the economy and how the world governments are messing up. But we as, I don't want to say Exxon, we as Heineken on <laughs> are saving the world with the solution. Yeah, that's exactly what I do. That's exactly what I do. That's how you grow your restaurant, and that and that information also helps you grow your businesses. I promise you, none of y'all have ever talked to me, and I did not add value to you, and was just genuinely kind of you. It just won't happen. It just won't happen because I'm looking for lifelong relationships. Imagine how powerful the ATS Business University would be if there's a if there's a thousand people in here that are active and plan to be here for a lifetime. And all point to one guy and say, that guy, Antonio, made me a lot of money. You couldn't, you wouldn't be able to stop that. You just know what? All 1,000 have families, don't you? Mm -hmm. yeah. 1,000 recommend two people, 2,000. Mm -hmm. Now, if you don't know nothing about compounding interest, <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? All right, there you go. Let's keep going, dropping all this knowledge in this place, in this place. Let's see if we can go. Now, your business is a failure. I want to take you to, I, saw, so I told you about the external factors. I want to tell you, let's, let's go with, you have poor management of cash flow. You have poor management of cash flow. Inside that poor management of cash flow, you don't have no stocks. We have no investments, no real estate. You have inadequate credit control. You have a lot of bad debt. You have poor accounting practices, late invoices. How many of you know people like that? You don't even forecast what you actually need. You say things like, you know what, we're going to start this new venture, we're going to need $10,000. By the time you actually start it, you find out you actually needed $100,000. That's why Grant Cardone wrote 10X in the first place. Grant Cardone wrote 10X trying to solve a problem for himself. That's exactly what happened. He understood that whatever you think you did, you divided it by 10. You need to multiply it by 10. And say, if you need $1,000, you need $10,000. There's going to be stuff that's just going to come up. Write this one down. Fade a plan for significant capital. Or exceptional, exceptional, exceptional expenditures or expenses. Fade a plan for it's going to cost you a lot of money. You want to be a motivational speaker. You forgot that everybody on your timeline is one. Fade a plan for significant capital or expenses. 
for the, for the significant capital expenses. Is what I'm really saying. And then another big category, you got inadequate financing. You in overdraft? Sorry, is this after the poor management of cash flow? Yes, ma'am. It's after poor management of cash flow. So this separate note will be called, let's make it up as a go, inadequate financing. In fact, put inadequate and or in a, inappropriate financing. That's what I'm, I'm really going to say both inadequate and overdraft is inappropriate. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you how overdraft is so inappropriate. Overdraft is a scheme of the matrix trying to get you to pay 3,500% interest. So they can't legally do that because the feds have protected you with such consumer acts to where your interest rate can't go so high. So you know what the banks did? I'm serious. You know what the banks did? They said, let's come up with fees. When you go $2 in overdraft and they charge you $35, that is equivalent to 1,700% interest. That's a seven. How many of you would say, hey, hey, Rodney, come on in ATS Business University. I'm going to charge you 1,700% interest rate. You hung up real quick. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It don't, don't make any sense. But we can do that with fees now, can't we? Mm -hmm. That's an inappropriate mm -hmm. financing track tactic right there. Get out of overdraft as fast as possible. You know what else is inappropriate? Those cash loans. Mm. Payday loans. Payday loans. Yeah. It's an department that's highly, uh, highly lobbied in D.C., they completely un in fact there is a link. Do me a favor, Tempest. If you could post in the chat, I want you to go into YouTube. I want you to search John Oliver, and then Payday Loans. He's a he's an incredible journalist. He's he's funny. He's a liberal, so if you're conservative, you probably might like that. But he, he is. But the facts are still the facts on the payday loan industry. Get out of those payday loans. Car loans, you know, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Cash advances. Mm -hmm. uh, it's an unregulated system that's meant to. It's not that you can't pay it off. It's just that when you do try to pay it off, you remember my son got to eat today. So you got to get another one. So your son can eat, and you're caught up in this repetitious cycle with this high interest rate. It's unfair. Next big category: lack of management control. No business plan. You know how some of y'all like to save money so much? Some of y'all save money so much that you put yourself out of business. If you just spent that $300 on that software that you really needed, you'd have made almost $10,000 extra a month. When we first started this company, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not joking. We was in Starbucks. It was me, Tempest, Grace, and Deanna are actually first employees. Honestly. Grace and Deanna is an employee's number one and two. I already know which one is number one. I have no idea which one is number two. Tempest, would you happen to know that? I know you ain't got the voice, but do y'all know it? Who's number one? Who's number two? Uh, y'all tied for one then. Grace is number one. 
Grace was number one. Grace is employee number one. We started it. I had a list, didn't I? Before we started the company, ladies and gentlemen, I had a list itemized of items that we would need, mm -hmm. and it came out to $37,000. Mm -hmm. I'm not lying. We sat in Starbucks. It's actually on the podcast, too. We'll bring back one of them when we record everything. It's actually on the podcast. Literally, it was a little sheet. And we went, did a bunch of, Grace went, did a bunch of church fundraisers. <laughs> I'm not lying. I'm so not lying. She went got she went got it. I found that I had Deanna in the wrong place because she was a salesperson. She's a dynamic salesperson now. You know, I had, had all that stuff going on, but we raised all the money. Two of the things that we needed, I put at the top of the list. They were expensive for software. One of them was called Final Cut Pro. The other was called Logic Pro 10. Final Cut Pro was $400. Final Cut Logic Pro 10 was $200. We didn't have anything. And I said, we need these two softwares. Today, we dominate anything of media because of the two softwares we spent money on. $600,000 software has made us hundreds of thousands of dollars. Brought every, none of y'all would be here if we wouldn't have bought that software. You don't know anybody that puts out more content than me because we spent that money. But you know what I would have did about three years ago, four years ago, five years ago for sure? Ah, oh, nah, nah, we don't get that, man. Look, we gonna, we, what we gonna do is, we gonna wait a little bit. Oh, we know what? Nah, they got that on live from me. You know, I got a homeboy. <laughs> I'm trying to talk as real as possible. I'm trying to talk as real as possible. Why we need to edit this, man? Just put out the cell phone. That's all we need, man. Just put it out there. Won't need to. If I just put it out there, I'd be like everybody else, huh? Yeah. Okay. There you go. <laughs> yes, I'm trying to make some really good. Your business is a failure because you're not investing in the software you need, bro. Go ahead, John. To follow up, I I did the same thing a couple of years ago. I would write all the software and everything, and actually, when I, you were doing your landing page thing, I was. Yeah. Looking at going with WordPress and everything, but I, being the computer guy I am, WordPress was too restrictive. And you were talking about something you use and everything. So I went looking at it and I went, no, that doesn't work for me. But because of that, I did find this thing called Elementor. <gasps> Elementor is amazing. And let me tell you, it's the best $200 I've spent. <laughs> I just, I just killed, I just knocked out the best band website I've ever done. Yes. And I'm about to make a killing with it. Yes, you are. All these other bands, because all I have to do is change the color and content to match up to me them. Yes, and you got the, it got the clone feature on Elementor too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Me and Tempest are looking at Elementor right now. Huh? Sales call. Okay. You got sales call. You got yeah. Elementor is great. I've actually used it for less Brown. We're actually gonna buy it for for us as well. Elementor is amazing. Hey, I need for you send her the notes you took, and then you take over notes. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. I want I want people to have notes on this one. Yeah, good job, John. See, listen to me. WordPress, WordPress is pretty restrictive. The reason we use WordPress, now that I think about it, now that you said that, 
is because we like to do stuff where we do stuff for people for them to use because we don't we don't like maintaining websites me and tempers we don't like that and it, they know how to use wordpress <laughs> you know yeah so we do restrict ourselves for that so that's actually a very good point that's a very good point let me give you seven factors did you get to know yet okay well seven factors so let me give you seven additional factors of why businesses fail complacency john did the opposite of complacency he just told you he just built the greatest band website ever he spilled 200 dollars. that was after spending his investment here he didn't have to spend if you think about what he spent in 30 days 40 days he spent too much according to poor people but now he's going to be filthy rich there's no reason that john can't take what he's gained and john if you're listening make this your goal there's no reason why john can't take what he gained from me what he already know and not be generating a hundred thousand dollars a day in sales all john has to do is do two things and they both come back to sales funnels create sales funnels to his artist bands and then become affiliates can become an affiliate partner to other websites or bands and then create sales funnels for their products and then let these other bands pay for his bands and his sales funnel could generate him a hundred thousand dollars a day john was that helpful for you just now oh yeah i mean I, i've got a lot I mean, I, I'm taking a lot of what you've got, given me and just running with it. It's just a matter of just knuckling down. And in like next two months, because of Elementor, that time frame that I thought it was going to take to build out the new and improved websites has gone away. And then I just found another plugin called Toolset, which actually gives your WordPress basically like a database environment so my music promotion site is going to turn is going to be that much better and that's another two hundred dollars so four hundred dollars is just gonna just like that just like that does everybody see john investing in himself not just in the education but actual tools he just software he slowed down the buy sped up his timeline by over six months most businesses fail because they so much in save money mode they won't buy the tools necessary to help them let me help you out ladies and gentlemen technology is not here to replace you technology is here to make you not work hard you know, stop letting the media tell you technology is here to replace you the media is a for-profit business to keep you in fear so you can stay a slave the Technology is always meant to be to make you work easier. Technology in the ancient day was a hammer, a chisel. It made it easier to carve stone. You had to do it with your hands no more, whatever they did. I have no idea what they did. All right, seven factors real quick. <clears throat> complacency. I don't even have to explain that one. Had John been complacent, he wouldn't even, he wouldn't even follow it up with he did the research right he did the research 
on a tool he didn't need. Which wasn't complacent and said, let me find the one I do need, which is Elementor. The right people. That's the second factor. The right people. You cannot build a company without the right people. Sorry. If you're building a company by yourself, ladies and gentlemen, it's hard. If you want to be a one-man show, one-woman show, and you're using ATS Business University, good. You're not building it by yourself no more. But if you keep retreating into yourself, then you, that's all you're going to get is yourself. Number three, lack of standards or controls. That, that simple. Don't even have to explain that. This covers too much territory for me to explain. Number four, treating customers poorly. Number five, technology. Just me and John just talked about it. You, your small business, your small business should absolutely, thank you, Shannon. Amaze balls. I'm going to start saying that. <laughs> she said this content is amaze balls. <laughs> technology should make all of you make more money. Six, marketing. It's, it's, it is the no marketing budget is the common death tool of small businesses. If you're not at a thousand dollars marketing, I'm personally raising, I'm personally on a path and a plan to get my marketing budget to $7,500 a month. We're halfway there. Now, I want you to think about that real quick. So if you didn't have a marketing goal, take mine. I'm not trying to end there. I'm just telling you what I'm trying to do by the end of this year. You don't even want to know what my goal is for 2019. You just, I told my team, and they said, can't you just take something for yourself? Yeah, you don't even want to know. You don't even want to know that. All right. Lack of investment. You don't invest in yourself. You don't invest in ATS Business University. You don't invest in Les Brown. You don't invest in a coach. You just lack of investment. Number nine, stubbornness. Let me tell you about stubbornness, ladies and gentlemen. Can I? I'm gonna I'm gonna bring out two organizations that are the most stubborn. Please, please. Okay. <laughs> I'm a tourist. Please. Okay, I got you. I got you. Two organizations that are the most stubborn: small business and church. Let me explain. Now, hear what I'm going to say about small businesses. Hear what I'm going to say about church. And please know I'm coming back to you as an individual, all of you. Small business. Oh, no, I know this is going to work. I'm not going to change it. They're going to, they're going to like this. This is. I put too much time in this to stop. Come on, you said these things before. They just, they just don't understand. Okay or your product doesn't serve your market. Church, well, you know, this is how we always done it. We've always done it this way. So you're just not gonna change with the world. Nah, 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 the world need to change to us. So what happens? 
Kids get up, graduate 18, never come back. They go to some other church that changed with them. Two most stubborn places. Now watch this here. That's small business and church. Did you know, ladies and gentlemen, that all of you are more than likely in some sort of religious establishment and small business? I need you to know the same people keeping the small business stubborn is the same people keeping the church stubborn, and you're those same people. Andy Stanley says it this way, son of Charles Stanley, if you know who Charles Stanley is. Andy Stanley says it this way, that your traditions are like that, that couch. Oh, that couch was beautiful, but you know what? Baby peed on it, you know. And, you know, grandpa died in it. All them juice stains in it. But since it's been in the family for so long, it has sentimental value. Your grandmother used to sit there. You can't, you can't, they're part with it, and it's understandable. But when people outside of your sentimental value see this couch, it's just the old, out of style, dirty <coughs> couch with stains on it that needs to go. How many of you are, write this down, married to your methods, but dating your mission? Your methods have you poor, but you're married to them. The mission, you're like, eh, you know, we'll change the world when I feel like, you know, right now we're going to stick with this. No, do the opposite. Be married to the mission. Only date the methods. All right, let's land the plane. What do I want to say here? Here's how you manage mistakes. I'll do that. Here's how you can manage mistakes. You need to first off identify your arrogance, not receiving new information. Then you need to identify your melodrama, exaggerated emotions. Did you know that people don't like to work for unstable leaders? How many of you right now work for a volunteer? Business, religious, government, doesn't matter. You work for an unstable leader. And you all know you won't put up with that, yet you're unstable, you want people. Yes, I can repeat. You need to control your arrogance and your melodrama. Melodrama is just an exaggerated state of emotions. You don't work for unstable leaders, and unstable leaders can't get a lot out of you, yet, you're very unstable in yourself. You're so unstable that we always see you have a breakdown and your family always see you have a breakdown and your boyfriend see you always have a breakdown and your husband see you always have a breakdown or your wife see you always have a breakdown and you're saying, but follow me. <laughs> Last thing I'll say, ladies and gentlemen, everybody pay attention to this, this is very important. Every time that you open your mouth about your business, you're asking people to take a trip with you. Now think about this for a second. And I wish Tempest had a voice and she showed chime in right here. Think about this for a second. If I walk up to, in fact, let's play Talisha. Come on, unmute. I, I know your background loud, it's all good. Baby girl, turn it down, please. Now, 
Talisha, this is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to say, I'm going to walk up to you, Talisha. You don't know me. I'm going to say, hey, you pretty. Let's go on a trip. And you're going to say? Who are you? Okay. <laughs> Who are you? That makes sense. That's a good question. So I need you all to understand that every time that you are opening your mouth about following your vision and your business plan or following you, they want to know, well, who are you? Now, every time you open up your mouth, you should be answering who you are every time. I'm the lady you're looking for. Your actions should say who you are. What else would you ask me, Talisha? I say, well, I'm this person. Then you're going to ask, what, what else next? Why should I date you or go on oh, a trip with you? Okay. So why should I date you and why should I go on a trip with you? Two great questions. Put this in customer talk, ladies and gentlemen. Why should I follow you and how far are we going or where are we going? Where's your, what's your vision for this company? How many of you date men with no vision? You understand? All right. So now we got those questions out of the way. What else you asked, Talisha? Who all going? Oh Lord, that that you show you show showed your culture right there, girl. Let me tell you, <laughs> who go? Because <laughs> so Tiffany would have said for sure. Because I don't fool with everybody, you know. You get it? Who's all going? Because I want to make sure that I align my brand with their, I want to make sure their brand is aligned with mine. I want to make sure their energy is aligned with my energy. And we can go on and on. Thank you, Talisha, for playing. I appreciate you. No we can go on and on and on. She, see, her daughter right there right now, so she good with it. You know, you, I, I get you know, coffee up in it. She be like, where we going? How we getting there? How much is it going to cost? Who you expect to pay Come on, we got some real questions. First of all, so what I gotta do? Me, go out with you. <laughs> that means you paying. There it is. There it is. So, yeah, I, I, I better be paying. And if I don't act like I'm paying, then she can't go on the trip no more. But wouldn't you all want your boss, your immediate supervisor, to actually have a pan for pay? Mm -hmm. Would Would Talisha go on a date with me if I don't provide her compensation for the date? Would you work for your boss? If they don't provide you no some no form of compensation, you get it. How are we getting there? What's in it for me? What you expect out of me? What's your secret agenda, ladies and gentlemen? I, I, I can think of millions of questions, but here's the problem. I mean, here's the problem. Here's the point. Every time you open up your mouth as a leader, you must, and I mean must, address all these questions. Every time. Your people are always wondering. It's not disrespectful. They need to know. They absolutely need to know. I hope you heard that. Tony T. Smith Jr., you can't plan better. You can dominate. Any questions? And then we'll wrap it up. About five minutes worth of questions. All right. Well, sweet. Well, go ahead. And you're welcome, Tibbs. Uh, I see where you say identify uh, arrogance and mellow drama was up third one. The oh, third one was two. the third was the whole story I just played with you with okay. uh, telling people where you're going on the trip every time you open up your mouth. Okay. 
because a trip costs money, don't it? Yes. And it causes the level of comfort and discomfort. How we getting there? We flying? We driving? We driving? Who get? Who driving? Can he drive? They got a license? You know, I don't. I can't just ride with anybody. How we eating? You didn't even ask that one yet. I gotta buy lunch right here, right now. Cause we hang up. We ain't ate all day. Good to go then. Forget it. Appreciate y'all. Thank you very much, Phil. Thank you very much. See you tonight at what time, Tempest? I have no idea. I never know. Let me just say this one thing. Whatever time she's getting ready, seven thirty. If you if you have a book in you, I'm gonna show you. Uh, I made it up. I'm not. It's not. It's not proprietary though. Somebody else probably done something, but it's just something that I do. You will be halfway finished with your book if you show up tonight. It's not gonna be some long script. We're going right after your book. I want to show you how to write a book, show you how to get it done, show you how to get it published as well. And then we'll be covering, I have Tempest, if she can't talk, because she's going to do it with me. I have her send me her notes on how to find literary agents. She does that for me. And also about book kits and book press kits, all that stuff. We'll see. We'll, we'll hopefully give you an example for that as well. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for coming out. God bless you. And good night. Oh, and don't forget that you can add anybody to that phone call tonight as well. Thank you.